Hi, I'm Scott Vassilotti. Hey, I'm Drew Martin. Hello, I'm Ryan Kite. And welcome to episode 16 of DRS Top Picks. And today we are going to do our top three favorite toys growing up. So oh, a different boy. topic than, uh, you know, that we've done in the past. Um, Ryan, I want to throw this to you. Um, this, it was your turn to pick the topic. What made you come up with this idea as the uh, top three favorite toys? What gave you that idea? So I thought I knew about this, but it's only becoming the more apparent. When people show up to your house, when they know you have a kid, like especially a, a young uh, six-month-old, they just bring stuff, food and toys, lots of toys. So and what you're saying is have a child get free things? Get free things. Absolutely. There's no other responsibilities whatsoever. You'll sleep better. <laughs> You'll be more fit than you ever had in your life. And the one thing I keep saying is, what am I going to do with all this free time? Uh, <laughs> I noticed that like, uh, we just get, we have to like keep reorganizing and uh, re, I guess, yeah, reshuffling all his toys because otherwise it becomes a tripping hazard. So yeah. when we were kind of thinking about throwing it my way for uh, what we want to do for a podcast episode, I was like, I'm looking around the room for inspiration and there are, no less than three baskets of Owen's miscellaneous toys. And I was like, wow, you know, I never got insight into what my toys were like when I was six months old, but it's kind of cool perspective to see what he's doing and how it affects him and all that stuff. But thinking a little further, I was like, but I mean, you can remember back to when you were like six, seven, and those years, very formative years of what you used to play with. And I got really giddy because I hate, you know, toys were a big part of my life growing up. What about you guys? I didn't grow up with too many toys, really. And that was fine by me. We had a lot of yard space. We had family to play with. We had cousins who lived close by. So the toys that I got as a kid really meant a lot to me because there weren't a ton of them. My brother wound up getting a lot more toys. I got so bummed out one Christmas. He got like two Ninja Turtle figures and I got squat. Like I got like clothes or something like that. I got so bummed out. My mom was like, why are you sad on Christmas? And I was like, because Alex just got like Raphael and Michelangelo and I got nothing. She was like, I didn't think you liked that stuff. I was like, mom, who doesn't like the Ninja Turtles? I'm a, like, I'm a you kid. monster. I like anything. <laughs> he, he, got, he got one of them could swim in the bathtub with you. And my parents were so bummed out. They're like, okay, well, you can take a bath with this one. It swims around. I was like, Thank you. Thank you. Like, I really needed that. So the toys that I had, I really coveted. And now, as a grown man with disposable income from time to time, I still buy myself toys, just figures from movies and things like that, memorabilia that I like. So More so for, like, nice uh, collections, or are you, like, staying up late and playing with toys in bed and keeping your wife up? I don't play with anything that we've got. It's all – and that's why our house is – terrible for children to come visit because it's like a museum I, I we have a friend who calls our house a museum because we have all of these anime toys and stuff and no child can touch them because they're all so sensitive they'll fall apart they're not meant to be played with they are display uh, me, only that is a collector's item i do not need your oatmeal bits I'm on sorry. That. thank you that is a kane sunamori from psychopaths <laughs> that is a limited good smile figure anyway that's my background what about you, Scott? 
Um, so, I mean, I, I played with a lot of toys growing up, but I did have a tough time picking a top three that I actually even asked my mom today. I was like, can you think of any toys that I played with that I was like obsessed with or whatever growing up? Because really I played with WWF action figures. That mm -hmm. is what I had. That was my go-to. Um, I do have a list, so it will be different, but that me and my, my brother and my cousins, that's what we played with the most we were you had like the ring and the action figures and, oh dude yeah. i had my dad made a ring it was wow. massive it was That's massive. Love. and my mom my mom i remember made like these little belts that like a championship belt and stuff for them um yeah it was it was like a six-year-old heaven um you know and uh so yeah that was i loved i loved professional wrestling as a kid um, with this quarantining that we've been in and this lockdown, um, I had been watching a ton of old wrestling pay-per-views from my childhood on the WWE Network. Um, and we've been, we've all been bonding over old, uh, wrestling yeah. pay-per-views. Yeah, I want to say that this, this is going to be a wrestle-heavy episode, so if you're down for WWE talk, I think that'll be another topic in the future, but many of us during the, the quarantine have been getting really back into wrestling and i'm glad that it's Dude, a part of my life again AEW, for the first time i've like, said it so many times before just start watching it it's so amazing well with that being said uh scott do you want to go ahead and lead off with your first pick and if so which wrestler is that sure i don't i don't keep up with like i haven't watched like monday night raw in like years um but i have had a ton of fun on the network going back and like today i watched a pay-per-view from 1997 and i remember watching it like with my my brother and my cousins and uh you know so it's it, and katie at times would be like why are you watching like why are you watching this and i'm like it's just fun to go back so uh, um and watch it but anyway we can we can we can do a whole wrestling podcast of the future we so, will uh, so uh ryan it was your topic why don't you start us off what was your uh, third pick technodrome that was uh, the, if everybody remembers back to their Ninja Turtle days, uh, this was one of those uh, uh, gifts you got at Christmas where the box was big and heavy. And you're like, oh, double yeah. bonus, double bonus. I don't know what they put in here, but this is amazing. So you rip open the, uh, the wrapper and you see Ninja Turtles, the logo, and you're like, you're freaking out. <laughs> and then you see uh, Krang. Uh, uh, the little pink mutant brain mutant from uh, the bad guy there, I guess. Uh, and then his giant uh, transport. It was this like kind of white sphere on like a tank track, like super fortress with an eyeball on top. And I remember uh, growing up like Ninja Turtles has and always will be like one of the biggest influences in my life. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, Santa just, goes kid i don't know what you did this year but this is the year technodrome and you're like oh my god it's all coming together yeah so that's we, christmas bonanza when you that's get christmas the big bonanza. turtle toys yeah yeah so we had like all the uh um action figures already like all the ninja turtles uh and then you now have a fortress that they can like play in and stuff and the sides opened up uh the drew if you remember from coming over to the house um uh, you could actually like unlock a ramp on the front of yeah. uh, the technodrome yeah. and then yeah. the eye would roll down as like yeah. another, I mean, dude, this was so cool. 
You it know, was so, so cleverly designed, and that's what made it a good toy. Was yeah. that it had layers to it? It wasn't yes. just the figure itself. It was interactive, and yes. it worked with the things that you already had. Yes, and that was like uh, one of the biggest things uh, uh, growing up was just that. Okay, now I have like this. It's not just a toy. It's like a environment that I yeah. can just put somewhere, and then I know, you know, clear out my schedule. The seven-year-old <laughs> Ryan is going to be in the corner in the basement. And heck is going to be raised with the Ninja Turtles and Krang and Shredder because the Battle of the Technodrome is going on again for the fifth time this week. <laughs> uh, so that always uh, that always was like a huge of my life, and I and it goes without saying. Like I've always, uh, you know, our family we had uh, the jokes were uh, we always had junk food in the uh, pantry. We always had toys in that little football container stuff but we always shared you know so i never really felt bad for having toys because i was like if i have toys everybody has toys we're gonna share i never was that kid that was like you know get your hands off that that's my time to play with it i'm like no i'm gonna watch you play with it and see if there's a new way of playing with this thing yeah. so that was really that helped me really learn how to share i think and I think that put me a good way. Thank you, Technodrome, making me a good person. <laughs> what about you, Drew? Uh, so I grew up with uh, a lot of friends who were the kind of kid to have every toy in the entire world. So I got a lot of quality time with the Technodrome. Uh, you know, I got to my, my buddy had the, the Ninja Turtles van that they would drive around in and it had the side gunner. Yep. Yep. Uh, compartment. Yep. Dude, um, that was so money. Oh, it was great. And it was so fun to go over to other people's houses, play with those toys, and then I go back to my own thing. But uh, my number three pick would actually just be a very uh, kind of mundane plastic dinosaur. He was yellow. Uh, he was an apatosaurus. Uh, his name was Tubby. Uh, <laughs> I just called him Tubby. I don't know hey. why, but it was, a, it was a sick toy. It came with a, it had a mother and it had like a little caveman that came with it too and there was this whole audio book that came with it That's and awesome. you would play the tape and listen to the story i can't remember what it was exactly but what it all boils down to is that plastic dinosaurs are a timeless toy every Absolutely. kid goes through a dinosaur phase every kid likes to think about dinosaurs and to learn about dinosaurs and I just carried that toy with me everywhere I went as a kid. There are countless pictures of me holding this little plastic dinosaur all the time. And in a way, like, toys kind of become like totems for you. Like, there are certain toys that you just want to bring with you all the time. And mm -hmm. it's like a safety thing and a security thing. And it, mm -hmm. like, just makes you happy. And it's a good thing to just have in a, in a situation like, yeah, I got my toy. I'm golden. Like every kid like latches onto something for whatever reason. And for me, that was Tubby the Plastic Dinosaur. To this day, you know, I had friends with, uh, I think about those Jurassic Park dinosaur toys and you know, like the ones that would yeah. get the battle damage, yeah. you know, and like, like part of their shoulders, like, uh, uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but like chunks of the dinosaur blowing off and everything. You're like, this is violent. <laughs> yeah. This makes you uncomfortable, but it was tight seeing those toys and, you know, dinosaur toys expanded over the years. And I just think it's a cool, fun Dude, thing. And then they, then they merged up. Because, Ryan, you were talking about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. They did the same thing with dinosaurs. They, like, Ninja Turtleized dinosaurs. The, uh, the ones that had the cards and everything that had, like, the lasers and all that stuff? Or am I thinking yeah. of that other 
Yeah, this it is was our, a franchise like that. Yeah. Then they tried doing it with cows. I don't know if you remember the Cowboys of <laughs> uh, Blue Mesa. <laughs> oh, that sounds way too familiar. We're they tried to, to like Googling ninja turtleize every every conceivable animal. They're like, well, what if cows had weapons and fought off crime? Well, You're like, you I don't really that, care. Uh, the origin of like the Ninja Turtles was just they say it was like some late night TV and some bad pizza like <laughs> led to the creation of yeah. the Ninja Turtles. And you're like. Yep, <laughs> 3 a.m. I'm going to start doodling. <laughs> it's true. Well, Scott, I'll throw it to you. What's your number three? It is dinosaur-related. And it, oh, yeah. you actually brought it up. It was the Jurassic Park dinosaurs and the whole, like, command center from Jurassic Park. I got, it for, I got it for Christmas. Um, It had, like, the gates and everything, like the electric – or the fence, the electric fence. Um, mm-hmm. It was massive. It came in a big-ass box. I remember that. And – um. So, and it had the command center, which you could hit the buttons and it would say like, you know, warning, warning, you know, danger, danger, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got dinosaurs to go with it. And when you were talking about like that parts of the flesh would come off, yes, on the T-Rex on its side, a part of its flesh you could take out. Um, (laughs) It was like a battle wound, you know, from from the dinosaur. But um. I think I was in second grade or third grade when I got that. I remember getting it for Christmas. And, um, I mean, it was just heaven. It was filled. I had a ton of uh, uh, dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. And it was it was a legit, like, the command center. So it was the center and the, and the electric fences. And uh, it was like, you could just reenact things from the movies. And this is, a, this is a silly question. What was your yeah. relationship with Jurassic Park as a kid? Were you, like... All aboard, or were you like, Oh, I was all aboard. Um, I did not see Jurassic Park one in the theater, but I remember it was one of the few movies that I, that I remember my parents buying on VHS. Yep, and uh, and I remember watching it when it came out on VHS, and to this day, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And it, it's it, a flawless movie, I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to hear that because I, I, those toys enabling you to like reenact the whole movie, we could all do it from heart. We had seen Jurassic Park so many times. We even dressed up as Jurassic Park characters <laughs> like four years ago, the, all of us and our spouses, and went to a dinosaur so the, <laughs> with a blue room that gave us a lot of headaches. Thank it you. really what was that. <laughs> this this warrants discussion. So the the joke here is that Scott and Ryan and I all made a pact to run the Disney marathon together, and this was what 2015? 2016. 2016. We, we trained twenty fifteen, and then it was January twenty sixteen that we ran yeah. the race. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we got together with all of our friends at a place called the T Rex Cafe in disney springs yes and we all dressed as jurassic park characters but the real star of the show was ryan kite running around the t-rex cafe with a raptor mask on playing in the sand pit for children shopping for (laughs) merchandise it was fantastic kids were uh very confused as to why a half man half raptor was loose in the uh merch room of that restaurant wearing a big gold marathon medal (laughs) 
That what mean, is happening? The, the pictures, the pictures we have from that were so fun. And we'll I have to we, post them when we post the episode after. Yes, yes. I know a lot of customers are probably like, what? <laughs> like, what are they? What are those three guys doing? But nothing against that <laughs> restaurant. I mean, the food was okay. But the room itself that we ate in, uh, the red blue room, where it, I don't normally get affected by lights, but when the entire room turns like a red hue and then a blue hue, I guess we were like in a cave or something like that. And I don't know about you all, but I started like just blinking uncontrollably and just like, I was like, this isn't feel right. <laughs> it was a horrible sensation. It's one of those gimmick restaurants, kind of yeah. like the Rainforest Cafe, where periodically they change, the room is dynamic and it'll change periodically. And while we were there, it went through several ice ages, and then the volcano would explode, which explains the blue and red color. The blue themes. and the red. Okay, Ryan did a little so, dance. He had a beer that night. <laughs> it was so jarring and and just not fun. And the only thing that made that dinner worthwhile was us chasing each other around the restaurant dressed as Jurassic Park characters. Yeah, Ryan, what's your number two? <laughs> uh, number two, uh, going back to uh, your comfort blanket about how toys could be portable and stuff. I think I was in possession of a few toys that were probably that were specialized in being portable. Uh, let's see if this jogs your all's brain. Mighty Max. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Guys. Oh, all right. Great this toy. was this was so many things to me. Uh, so uh, to not uh, just kind of give generalities, because I don't know where everybody in the audience is about uh, where they recommend it. But uh, basically, it's a pocketbook toy and so it looks like uh i'm looking at one right now on google but it's like a skull the the face of it is a skull and then you click the front of it and it opens up to a scene like a like a an environment with little miniature figurines and all these things fold out like stairs and uh you know uh torture devices and all this other stuff and you have your own little world in your hand and for my imagination at like i don't know i was like nine ten or something like that i had this world just in my hand where i'm like well i guess we're playing with frankenstein's monster tonight you know and you open it up you need to have like your little you know your little uh toy experience going on right there and then when you're done cleaning it up it was just snap done put in my pocket afterwards i i think there was like a tv show too there was, uh, yeah. Ran there was, like yeah. Two seasons. Yeah. The Mighty Max franchise was pretty interesting in that each yeah. one of the little pocket playsets had a theme. Yes. So some of them would, they would all feature a different villain. You wanted to collect them all because they each came with unique figures. They had all sorts of, there would be a lava theme or there would be yeah. an Egyptian theme or something like that. And it felt like each one of them had its own little mystery that you had mm -hmm. to work your way through really though it's poly pocket for boys they yeah. just rebranded poly pocket yeah and it was awesome i was thinking was. that i was like wasn't wasn't it i was just about to say the same thing i was like wasn't it just poly pocket but like the guy version of poly pocket? somebody stole the idea from somebody else i think they stole from poly pocket for sure and they're just like let's just make this or they just diversify they're like let's get the boys in on this too you know and of course uh, yeah dude, like the, I mean, I'm looking at uh, the images, and there's one. It's just a severed zombie hand. Man, you just imagine, <laughs> just flip that thing up. You're like, oh, there's my pocket nightmares. Like, here we go. I think I had one. I think it was a snake, like a green snake. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open it up, and then it was like, you know. But that, like, yeah. from uh, looking back at it now, you know, like through images and all that stuff, because good luck finding it, you know, uh, it 
it was amazing to me, like, uh, just like with the Technodrome, like, I guess that in the engineer side of my brain, seeing how someone would design that and then make mm-hmm. that, you know, fold in on itself, you know, like that is just, that's amazing to me that someone's job was like, oh yeah, I'll put this little world in here and I'll make it look like a severed bullhead that by the end of it, you're like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> it was cool design and it's kind of like, it's, it's neat that each time they would come up with a theme and they mm-hmm. would give it its own little yeah. doors and rooms. It was, it was a fun, fun, fun concept. Definitely not for the youngins. Like, there was a lot of choking hazards in that game. Keep far away. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say there were adult themes. It's like, Ryan, what were you doing with your <laughs> Mighty <No>. Max? <laughs> yeah, what Mighty Max? Be you? careful when you clamp that thing. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Mighty Max goes to a Vegas casino. Like. <laughs> Mighty Max has a bad day in Atlantic City. <laughs> Mighty Max can't come home anymore because he doesn't have rent. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. Well, what about I'm gonna your go number to, two? I'm going to go to my number two, um, and that is uh, uh, I loved the franchise Gremlins growing up. Yes. I was absolutely obsessed with the Gremlins, and one of my friends gave me a figure for Stripe, who's the villain of the first film. Just a really cool punk rock-looking Gremlin. It was like a little plastic figure, and I just loved it. It, it completely brought to life what I loved about the movies, which is just that creative monster design. Again, mm-hmm. it was one of those little totems. Like I would take it with me everywhere I went in elementary school. Cause I, it, I just loved that movie so much and I always wanted to think about it. So I had this figure that I would play with and stuff and it got me made fun of pretty bad. People were like, dude, you're in fourth grade. What are you doing playing with a toy? And you're like, but you don't understand. It's a really great science fiction story. <laughs> anyway, get him, shove him down the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was lame, but it just made me really happy. And to this day, like they've they've done a really good job of making these super realistic Gremlins figures. None of which yeah. I've collected. Up and in, up to and including Ryan. I think you were with me when we were in Austin, Texas, and we found a three hundred dollar replica yes. of one of the figures from Gremlins Two. And it, it was in one of those. Uh, thrift shops wasn't it uh, it was it was like in a South thrift shop, and i want to say they had the <clears throat> female gremlin from gremlins 2 and it was majestic if you <laughs> haven't seen gremlins 2 the female gremlin is wearing this leopard print dress and she's got this bright red lipstick oh, and this long amazing hair, <laughs> and she is she is majestic like i said yeah. she is Go go and watch the film. Oh, and if, man. if my if my wife would allow me to have a three foot tall lady gremlin in the house, I would have bought it then and there and dragged it all the way back from Austin, Texas. And that's I just one of those, it. dude. That's one of those you just buy it and just put it somewhere in the house to slowly introduce it into the house. But hey, honey, it's always been there. Ryan, it was just in the back of the closet. Ryan, the very the very idea that you proposed, I know how it would pan out. It would be me putting the lady gremlin in the closet, Kate needing to get something late at night from said closet, discovering a monster in there wearing a dress and <laughs> lipstick, and she would freak out. Dude, that's marriage counseling right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when were you going to tell me that you had a $300 monster toy in the closet because I just pissed myself when I found it? Anyway, Scott, what's your number two? Alright, so my number two pick is um, it is a, it is going to be wrestling themed, and it is going to be the world championship belt that you could have. 
Yes, the kingmaker. Yeah. And uh, when we were growing up as kids, we used to do like these wrestling tournaments where we would literally just beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> and whoever won would get the championship belt. So, and we would carry around that thing, like, like literally, like we were professional wrestlers. We would always have this belt. And um, the, when they first made the belt, it was made out of like styrofoam. And it was, it was awful. It was terrible. But then they updated it and you got like some plastic and stuff in there. It was a much better, much better feel if you were, if you were the champion. Um, so it just brings back a lot of uh, memories of me and my brothers and my cousins just literally beating the hell out of each other and, uh, and for, for that championship belt. And we still have a championship belt. Not my, not my cousins, <laughs> my brothers, but um, it's kind of a joke at school, at work. Um, I don't know how we got on the idea of it, but uh, like a year or so ago, I bought a championship belt. And when someone gave like a really good lesson, something that was really good, they would get the belt and they would just awesome. be holding on to the belt. And the like, awesome. I have the belt right now. It's in my that's it's in so my cool. Yeah, but like if I if I like if I like crushed it, I was like, all right, this lesson is great. I'd come out in the hallway wearing the belt. Some of my friends, they, were, they literally would come up to me and they're like, I need that belt. And you just get and you go and you just pass them the belt and you would see like this one of the, one of the kids would see one of their teachers rocking a WWE championship belt in the hallway. So, <laughs> Dude, that reminds me. Uh, I was like quick tangent, but somewhat relevant, I guess. Um, I was listening to a uh, uh, podcast about uh, they call it about financial questions and a guy's full-time job is taking like old wrestling belts like toy wrestling belts yeah but like people spend nice money to get them like buffed up and he like does it for a couple hundred bucks like at a time and all that stuff he's like yeah i just make belts better kind of thing i was like that's awesome i know i know you and i have seen belts at wrestling events ryan you and i have too i've been so tempted even though there are hundreds of dollars just the concept of it and i love the idea of a toy that kind of bestows that power, power. over you yeah that's it's something that you earn and it's something that you can as a student i would never let go of that thing either in <laughs> your house you get a rick flair bathrobe for the morning or you just walk around with your belt on you know like someone's gonna make that cup of coffee even better you know <laughs> Yo, well you know <laughs> i just got- around I just got my uh, stimulus money, so I think I might need to allocate some of that towards the championship belt. Go That's get the, the mail way. with just the belt on? Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing would make Donald Trump happier than if he gave me free government money and I spent it on a championship belt because he would, he would just be so happy. He'd be like, did you go back and watch my match? Yeah. Like, did yeah. you see my match? <laughs> Were there any toys that you wish you had that you never got growing up? Uh, so growing up, I watched a lot of Transformers, the uh, uh, 80s show uh, and the movie and all that stuff. And there was this elusive, I don't remember the name of him, but I remembered uh, he was an Autobot, uh, the good guy, uh, the good guys. And he was a green uh, robot that could uh, transformer that could transform into three different uh, vehicles. You know, it was like a tank. Uh, a helicopter and then him himself, you know? So he was like, most guys are just like, I can do one thing. And he's like, that's nothing. I can do a whole bunch of others. So a couple of years running, I was always like, Santa, I don't care what it takes. I will do 
anything. And I'm just like, you know, over and over and over, like a mad person just writing the name of this uh, transformer, this Autobot back in the day. Needs to say that toy never existed. (laughs) (laughs) I had my hopes up from an early age. (laughs) What about you, Drew? There are a lot of toys that I coveted when I would go play with friends, Nerf guns, or I would play with their super soakers, or if they just had a cool car collection, I would covet those things. And I, I, I would just eye them so greedily. But the one thing that I, my white whale, I think, was the Talkboy tape recorder. I really loved the commercials for that were so good because it was a tape recorder. That's all it was. But they marketed it so well to make you think that you could just do anything. Like Kevin McAllister could trick people. You could. That was the Home Alone thing, right? Yeah. The top yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Card, so, you got it. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Uh, I, I loved it. Like, I, I thought it was so cool. And I think that's the funny thing is that in retrospect, a lot of these toys weren't intrinsically great. For example, if you go back and watch the commercial for Crossfire, it's single-handedly the most heart-pumping action you've ever seen in a commercial, and you play the game for four seconds, and you're like, this is a crappy version of Hungry Had Hungry a copy Bugs. of it? Can confirm. Yeah. Very overrated. Yeah. And Ryan, we played it, we played it, I think, New Year's or Christmas at your house years yeah. ago. Yeah. And... We were dressed up in leather and everything. <laughs> <laughs> We were we were Playing, having a rock- shooting in the party. back to the commercial. <laughs> yeah, we were we were having a raucous party and we started to play Crossfire and it was just if so Mad disappointing. Max, like played board games, I guess that's what it would look like. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if the Talk Boy was actually good or if it was just overhyped like Crossfire, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's the one that I would have liked and I think I would have played with it a lot because I love playing with audio and video and stuff like that, but. That's my answer. How about you, Scott? What's your white whale of the toy world? Um, so that was the the recorder was pretty good. I didn't think about that. I did have one of those talk backs that were real small, and you could record like oh. like you could record somebody saying something, or you could record something, and then and when then you, you played it when you played it back. Yeah. It, you can make the pitch really high, yeah, really low. Wasn't and that there was like a, a fart button or something? Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it was very yeah. mature. Yeah, but they uh, knew their audience. They knew their audience. They knew their audience. Man, I would still do that. Of, Whatever. <laughs> of, of elementary school kids, and yeah, it was it was a big deal when you got one of those top facts. But you're the the Kevin McAllister Home Alone recorder. That's a really good pick. Um. The Nerf guns, Drew, that you said, I had Nerf guns, but there were there were like amazing Nerf guns that like your friends had that I never got that you could like just, sh- they were like automatic Nerf guns and you could just like shoot like crazy. Um, that would have been great. And one toy I remember seeing the commercial for, and I've looked them up earlier today and I was like, why did I ever want this? But do you guys remember the moon shoes? Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. I don't remember them happening but I, I know people joke about them now. People always joke about moon boots, or not moon boots, moon shoes. Moon shoes. Moon yeah. boots were like, they were like silvery and they looked like a space blanket, but for your feet, the moon boots or the with moon the ones shoes with the trampoline, way. right? That you could uh, yeah. bounce on them. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what it was. It was because I'm looking at them right now. I got them on my screen here. Mm. Um, and if I remember correctly, they were like essentially a trampoline shoe. 
Yep. Um, and I remember wanting those as a kid, and I'm looking at them now, and as a 33-year-old, they don't look nearly as cool as what I thought they were. <laughs> I was like, why did I want this? I doubt they made you jump really Dude, high. Like doctors made- love that because there were shattered ankles everywhere. They were so exactly. mega money. Yeah. That thing is, I- an, is a lawsuit. That's like lawn darts. Like, yeah. I, know, is- <laughs> I know in my head, I know in my head, as like a six-year-old or however old I was when that came out, I probably thought if I had those shoes, I could dunk. Like I could, I could dunk. <laughs> like, if, like, and that's probably why I wanted them because I loved basketball as a kid. Um, and I'm sure that's that's what it, I was like. If I had these shoes, I'll be I'll be doing you know 360 dunks in my front yard on my basketball court. And, there, and there's, like, a 33% chance that all you really would have done with them is, like, face-planted by accident yeah. and, and throwing them in the trash. I'm never touching those again. Yeah, 100%. Uh, a little bit of random trivia relating to Mighty Max, the TV show. Yeah. Tim Curry voiced Skullmaster, the main villain. Just a little oh, tidbit for you. I wonder <laughs> how Tim Curry did the voice for Skullmaster. I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. I'm not I surprised know, by no. that. <laughs> Everyone's got to start somewhere. <laughs> he didn't start by then. He'd already played he Satan was... in the movie Legend. He was already <laughs> in like so many movies. Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was yeah. already pre- Professor Bay Frankenfurter. So you're like, telling me his voice acting in Mighty Max was not his big break. Uh, I believe that. <laughs> I'm saying that that guy did the world a favor by leaving as much work as he could with voice acting so you can go back and enjoy treasures like that, whether it's a good show or not, who cares? You got Tim Curry, man. Yeah. yeah. That guy is a treasure. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, what's your, uh, number one? Uh, you know where I grew up. I had a giant hill and there was only one thing to do with that hill. Go down it as fast as possible. Thanks to <laughs> Nash skateboards. We were able to do just that. Uh, Everybody that knows me, especially growing up, I was, I am not very, I think about stuff. You know, I don't just like blindly go throw, like jeopardize my body and stuff. But there was something about having a giant steep driveway and this was called a Nash skateboard. It's a traditional skateboard, but just widened. So it was meant for you to sit on it and tuck your feet in front of you and just bomb hills, just bomb hills. It had a... I remember on the sides, and I think the front, the front and the back, it had like, a, uh, what was it, like skid plates? So you could like lean back when you were going like full speed. And if you were good enough, you could actually do like a 180 or a 360 at the bottom of the hill if you didn't go careening off the other side and stuff. Uh, absolutely, my number one was just countless memories of taking uh, the Nash skateboard and just going flying down our uh, driveway getting all kinds of, uh, you know, skid marks and everything, you know, uh, burning off layers of skin, you know, when the uh, <laughs> runs wouldn't go so well. I remember one time growing up, a uh, family friend, uh, she was babysitting us one night with uh, uh, with uh, her, her friend, and uh, they were like, oh, what do you guys do for fun? It's like, well, Saturday night, summer, let's just go out in the uh, driveway and play the skateboard. She's like, okay. She got the biggest raspberry at the bottom of that hill and she had to spend the rest of the night with an ice pack on her thigh on the couch while her friend watched us because she did not know how to uh slow down i guess i know that i had it was probably between three and five serious 
road rash moments on those Nash skateboards, which oh, for yeah. those of you who weren't familiar, skateboards had a resurgence in popularity in, in the early to mid 1990s. And it really exploded with the Tony Hawk franchise. Oh, yeah. And everyone was desperate to get, get a skateboard and be cool like Bart Simpson. Yeah. And you thought for about 12 seconds getting on that death trap that you were going to shred. And you did shred, you shredded your pants, you shredded your kneecaps. You shredded every article of clothing you had as you tumbled yeah. mercilessly yeah. At, at full speed down a, a wear a extra sweatpants because you're going through at least two layers. <laughs> and and that is it. And skateboards are the worst toy in the entire world because they look so cool. And if mm. you spend a billion hours, you know what you're doing with them. Yeah. And if you don't, you are going to wreck yourself so Wrist, bad. It's the coolest ankle, thing. Knee. Yeah. Ego, everything's yeah. getting straight. All of it. Like, yeah. And I hate it. I hate when you see those old like CKY videos and stuff of people wrecking out on skateboards mm. and how injured they get. It is brutal. Those toys, right? You you treated it like a street luge, Ryan. And there's a degree well, you of you remember like, at the bottom of my hill. Remember the bottom of the hill? It had the storm drain on both sides. Like, yeah. It, it had this really steep part of the hill afterwards. So if you got caught in that, that was game over. Yeah, because Pennywise the, the Clown was living down in oh, that absolutely. storm drain. <laughs> Red balloons and all. But then also uh, the road. Uh, there wasn't any time to stop before you got to the road, the street, the uh, uh, Hickory Ridge that we grew up on. So you would go flying across that. We didn't check for cars half the time. It was a busy side street. And then if you didn't stop there, across the way were evergreens, uh, trees. That was like the, <laughs> the, the safety wall. So you They'd would just catch you sap needles everything you know so you're always gonna have some pain but you know what it was a grinder we had to do it <laughs> i do I, I i it's one of those things like the guitar that i wish i had spent more time doing because now it would be pretty cool if i could ollie and kickflip yeah. and impress everyone oh i did not that i just tucked tail and went on a skateboard down <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna move to my number one and i know that the star wars franchise had a storied past with toys they famously released the toy promotions before the actual toys themselves the christmas that the toys were made or whatever they gave everyone basically an iou for star wars toys and it's kind of a funny long story with them but the one toy that i was able to secure was through box tops i had to save up box tops from my cereal to send away for a han solo wearing stormtrooper gear and oh. if they're yeah now oh. this this han solo i saw how it on the many cereal i box. have to ask how many did you have to save i want to say it was seven or eight upcs and then oh. you had to pay shipping and handling yeah. it was but always when that box arrived at the house i knew exactly what it was because when you're a kid you don't get mail and this was one package and I, I waited weeks for this thing and it finally came and I pulled it out and it was Han Solo in Stormtrooper gear and you could remove the helmet and it was Han's face. And it was just the coolest toy I had ever had. My friend wanted to do a trade with me. I traded, um, uh, pardon me, the Mandalorian, I'm blanking on his name. Boba Fett? Uh, Boba Fett. He traded yeah. me Boba Fett for the Han. I never should have given it up. I really should have kept it. That figure made me so happy. It was the only Star Wars figure I ever had. Han Solo's always reminded me of my dad. I liked it for those reasons, so it made me sad. 
there are plenty of times where I think that it could be bad if I didn't go back and play with my Han. Uh, sorry, that, that was me being an idiot. Uh, Han Solo, <laughs> Star Wars, lots of fun. Uh, Did you Scott say in Han sight? In Han sight? <laughs> oh god sorry guys i digged on that one that was bad no 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 and mine was worse so you, you gotta pull us out of a nose time scott what's your number one um my number one is what i was kind of talking about earlier it was it was wwf at the time um wrestlers and that's all I wanted as a kid. That was like my number one toy. That's what I wanted for Christmas. That's what I wanted for birthdays. Growing up as a child, that's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. So getting that, the, and my favorite wrestler is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Absolutely. So, uh, he's, so, he's the GOAT. Yep. So getting like a, a figure of him and I, I had them all stone cold the rock you know all from the that, that 90s attitude era you know mm-hmm. of of uh wrestling and those were my favorite and they were i would just for as a kid that was like i said i had a ring that my dad made me one time i had belts so i had like awesome. my own storyline it was like <laughs> like wow. yeah you know and uh and i remember you know one year um you like you remember Christmas morning and your dad would always have like that big video camera and he would like videotape and take pictures of you open up gifts and sure, stuff. Yeah. So as a child, um, I know that I my my parents a couple of years ago took all those VHSs and converted them to DVDs. So we were watching them a couple couple of years ago. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a good gift um, that my mom gave my dad. Anyway. That's another story. Memories um, go away. Yeah. So we were watching those old like Christmas morning videos, you know, on DVD. And there's this one, and I'm probably six years old or so. And you can see me opening up Christmas gifts. And each gift, I'm just getting like I, I'm obviously happy to get whatever, but I'm not I'm not getting the 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 wrestlers. So mm-hmm. So there was this one Christmas morning, and um, and you can see me opening up these gifts and uh, these gifts, and like each one, I'm just like, "Come on, where where are these wrestlers? It's all I want is wrestlers." And then I get to like, don't get very, cheap this year. Yeah, I get to the very last gift, and you can hear me say, "Great, this is just clothes," because it came in like a box that you would have. Like, <laughs> oh, you ingrate! <laughs> yeah, and I open it up, and it was just filled with wrestlers and oh. i lost my lost my mind santa hooked it up that year you know <laughs> I, I, just, I just lost my mind um that was six-year-old scott um, <laughs> that was heaven for him so <laughs> video served is what happened that reminds me at uh disney world a couple years back when we took our big group trip and i yeah. said that one ride wasn't that good and then your wife katie goes uh actually i have video proof of you saying otherwise yeah. i got totally <laughs> served on that yeah it was enchanted stories with bell right <laughs> yeah. you were dunking all over bell and Man, then you i was forgot the i was magic. on fire on that and then she goes actually you like it apologize <laughs> ryan you got to play you got to play a suit of armor not once but like twice at least right it wasn't it wasn't the bell ride it was the aerial ride the aerial ride yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that one that was like oh, the spinning forest and all that. yeah through the forest oh yeah. i'm sorry it wasn't enchanted would, tells of dude, bell. you don't dunk when you get knighted man that's the undunk yeah. that's the undunk. <laughs> come on now by the way my wife is the one who came by to correct me on what ride it was <laughs> 
my wife just came by with Owen to get food from the fridge and everything. He was very excited because he knew another bottle was coming. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you guys this um, ideal world. Uh, what is one toy that you see yourself like procuring for yourself just for your own edification, your collection? Oh, I, got I got it already. If you want me to go first. Like, yeah. Uh, so uh, again, very hard, but I mean, this is all about nostalgia for me. So there uh, was a transformer that existed before all the others, and his name was Voltron. Mm. And there was uh, a, you know, it's five lines that come together and make this giant alien kicking, a butt kicking uh, transformer. And it was everything because it was an anime show and also a toy that I absolutely love. But the lions, you always get them, they're like the crappy plastic ones that wouldn't transform. They were just like, oh, I'm already a leg. I'm already an arm. There exists a deluxe version of it from the 90s that was like these cast iron, like heavy transformer lines, the Voltron lines that would actually transform and then become uh, Voltron. And it was, you know, super, you could articulate and everything. Oh, dude, that. Uh. Robot toys are amazing. Like I love I'm, robot toys. I, I, we, we, you know, you and I, Ryan, like a lot of Japanese animation and they always feature these super cool robots like Gundam and Voltron and stuff. And you can't not want that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like as a, as a kid or an adult, I would say yeah. mine would have to be, I keep seeing these replicas of the Xenomorph's head from the film Alien and Aliens, you know, that whole franchise. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a queen alien. I love her. Uh, I kind of keep her with all my other alien merch. Uh, but I would love to get like an actual recreation of that like classic alien head. That'd I know it's nightmares. not, <laughs> yeah, it's a scary thing. It's terrifying, but for some reason, I just love movie collectibles and I think that would be a neat one. Scott, how about you? Ideal adult toy situation. I hate that I phrased it that way. God. <laughs> Edit that out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um i hate the words that came out of my mouth <laughs> ideal adult toys <laughs> i don't man that is tough that is a that is a good a good question i do like your your movie like uh memorabilia like collection you know so i was thinking of like what is you, you know what i guess it's what it's got to be would be like uh one of the harry potter ones you know, like if that would, yeah, if that would make sense, you know. You've got a handful of them, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. I, I have four. Um, mm -hmm. And my favorite is the it's the Voldemort one. Not, I don't know if that would necessarily count. I mean, Voldemort was the coolest. He, at least he was willing to do what needed to be done. He, he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> I'm still reading the series during this lockdown, and I'm, I oh, sorry, Scott. I didn't spoil yeah. anything for you, did I? Yeah, well, this is like a <laughs> fourth time reading it, so you're good. You're good. Uh, Unless you have terrible memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which everybody knows the joke, and Scott has I guess I would have to say that. Um, I know we're, we're, you know, we're wrapping up here. I will say one toy that when I was doing some, re some research today, toys we should do. This could be like a future one. Toys that didn't live up to the hype. And it was oh. a laser tag. Remember the laser tag you could get at home? Oh, terrible. God, terrible. Oh, worthless. Awful. It was so awful. bad. You were better off playing flashlight tag anyway. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. That was, that was a, that was, I remember some kids in the neighborhood, we got it for like Christmas or something one year, a bunch of us had like the laser tag thing. And it was, it was a joke. Like it was, it was awful. I, I got an early take on this too. Uh, Scott, I'm going to go with you on this. This is going to be another hot take, but uh, yeah. I always thought Nerf guns were overrated, man. Like they, they looked really cool. Yeah. But when you saw a big plastic gun and you pulled the trigger at your friend 20 feet away and it hit him in the toe, you're like, yeah. yeah. Nerf wasn't just, known for its accuracy. Or yeah. Yeah, but Drew, you remember that one I had, uh, the rip curl, the one where you would just yeah. keep pulling on the back of it? That the thing curl, shot yeah. like uh, lacrosse balls, and that one lets you know what's up. That one, Nerf. The design of Nerf was really funny to me because they would try and fit as many darts and arrows around the handle and bulk of the toy, and it was just hysterical to see kids. Some kids had come out looking like the cast of the movie Predator, you know, <laughs> where, like, dude has the, that giant minigun yeah he yeah, just yeah, mows yeah. down half of the forest and the predators invisible and climbing all around and he just, and everyone yeah. else joins in and they're all firing their machine guns together that was most nerf I, I think, oh, my ahead, experience with nerf guns i felt like because i did have a few um I, I thought that was the definition of a toy that you got it you used it like twice and then it sat on the shelf like it was it you know, like you, you, it never did. It's what you said, Ryan. Like you wanted to, to really hit your friend with those Nerf arrows and those Nerf bullets, and yeah. instead it would just like, bam, hit the ground or yeah. hit him in the knee or whatever. It was always the Nerf guns that, that were like fun. the tiny little ones with the spring action. You would yeah. pull the little tab and then fire those, and you're like, that just shot across the room. And yeah, the Derringer time. style ones the were no style joke. Single shots were the money ones. You get and it was cool because you felt like you were in the Wild West, like at a poker game, and, <laughs> and like you were like pointing it at someone under the table, like, let me see what's up your sleeves, or I'll get you with this Nerf Derringer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, guys, this has been our episode on our top three favorite toys. Thank you so much for being here with us and for uh, listening to this conversation. We had a Thank lot of so fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah this was fun. And uh, I do believe that we're going to be recording again next week. Uh, I think the theme was going to be top three episodes of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah. So yeah. if you haven't watched the back catalog of Hanging with Mr. Cooper, make sure to do so before that episode. Because we're Alexa, be put it on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, she's confused. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do we have a topic picked out? Um, I'm le I have a couple ideas. I I'm leaning towards a food related item or uh, topic, but, um, we'll kind of go from, go from there, but yeah, we'll have one out, out soon. You know? Awesome. Great. Great. Well, uh, thank you all again and, uh, have a great rest of your day.